Well, welcome and thank you for listening to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, a podcast where we're journeying through the scriptures, starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation, looking at how we find Jesus every single day in the text. This podcast is produced by Fellowship Community Church. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I have the privilege of serving as one of your pastors here at Fellowship Community Church, and I want to say thank you for listening in today. Our reading plan is found in the show notes below. You can just scroll down there. Anytime that we mention anything of any links to anything, you just scroll down on whichever podcasting platform you listen to, and you will find that link there. Uh, We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 8 through 9. Now, I want to, before we hop into this, I want to share something that's actually coming up this upcoming Sunday, uh, so that we, September 18th, if you're listening before then, if you're listening after, then you, you know, this is null and void for, I guess you would say. Uh, But we believe in God's word. That's why we believe in Jesus every day. We want to get engaged in uh, the word that God has for us. He's written it to us. It's his uh, letters written to us. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And what we believe here at FCC is one of the things we want to do is we want to get the word of God into every body's hands. That's why we have carts at all the campuses that have free copies of the scriptures for you to pick up. Uh, But we intentionally in our discipleship pathway with our next generation, uh, we give Kids Life, uh, the first and third graders, a copy of the scriptures, and we do a workshop for for you parents to say, hey, here is how we can engage in the life of our child so that the church can come alongside you as the parent to disciple your child. So if you you should have received a, a, a mailer in the in the mail uh, that talks more a little bit about the Kids Life Bible presentations coming up on this Sunday, but I just want to bring that to your attention. I highly encourage you to go to the workshop so that we can come alongside you. And then that way you can also speak to us and say, hey, here's how we could help better disciple you and your family. Uh, so with that, uh, we're going to jump in here to Ecclesiastes chapters 8 and 9. Uh, we're really looking at that self-awareness is gospel awareness. Uh, one of the things that we're, we're Solomon's beginning to get into here is that he looks at life and he looks at those around him and he says, all of us have the same thing and then we all eventually end up dying. Uh, and in verses 11 through 13 in chapter eight, he says this, because the sentence against ev- an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, yet I know that I will be well with those who fear God because they fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, neither will he prolong his days like a shadow because he does not fear before God. One of the things he's getting at here is that that evil comes amongst all of us, every single person. But yet a person who is not pursuing after the righteousness, but rather unrighteousness, then the their hearts of their children, like we talked about with the Bible, the kids like Bible presentation, their children are fully set to do evil. Now in that, these, this is not a, a, a truth in the sense of if you, it's not a formula, A plus B equals C, but rather it's a guidance, it's wisdom. If you aren't pursuing after the righteousness of Christ, your children more than likely won't follow. However, if you do pursue after the righteousness of Christ, if you're pursuing after the good works, if you're pursuing after Jesus, then your children or your spouse is more likely to follow. However, it's not always going to happen. He then continues in chapters 9 and verses 1 through 2, and he says, But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. 
both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. The the premise, I can boil this down into this one quote that you've heard before that, that Solomon's getting at here. Why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? That's what he's getting at here. All of us, it doesn't matter whether you are clean or unclean, whether you sacrifice or don't sacrifice. All of it, all the, the, the evil happens to both. Good happens to both. There's no, like I said, there's no formula in this. But when we believe and when we ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? It's really poor theology. We really do not understand the awareness. We don't have self-awareness as to who we are. Because in that, if we did, we would understand that there is no such thing as a good person. Now, I know you might just have gotten like, what, Ethan, you're telling me I'm not a good person? Yes, I, I am telling you, you're not a good person when you look at the law that is set before us or the canon or the measuring stick that's set before us of the gospel. That is perfection. That's why the law exists. The law exists not for us to esteem to live up to, but rather to reveal to us that we aren't good. And when we have a poor theology, it then leads us to have poor practice of theology or the, the pragmatics of life, how we live life. And then we begin to think, why do bad things happen to good people? Now, I can't answer that, that question to make you happy, but I do know that you have poor theology when you believe that bad things happen to good people. But does that mean that I don't hurt when bad things happen? No, my heart hurts for people. He continues in verse 12 of chapter 9, he says, For man does not know his time, like fish that are taking in an evil net, and like birds that are caught in a snare. So the children of man are snared at an evil time, when it suddenly falls upon them. Where do we see Jesus said in this? Man, this text has the gospel written all over it. One of the things that comes to mind Specifically here in verse 12, when he gets at this, is that uh, I think of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, where he says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour someone. Now in this, I don't know if you know this, but there's only three animals on earth that actually pursue or intentionally hunt human beings. The first is other human beings. The second is a polar bear. And the third is a lion. All other animals, if they happen to kill a human being, it was just you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. But rather those three animals, humans, polar bears, and lions, intentionally seek and hunt down humans to eat them. And that's what Peter's getting at here, that we're to be watchful, that our adversary, the devil, is seeking to destroy us when it suddenly falls upon us, as, as uh, Solomon would say here. But I do want us to even see in this text here in 1 Peter that he says that your adversary is the devil. Your adversary is not someone. Your adversary is not your boss. Your adversary is not uh, your neighbor. Your adversary is not anyone else. Your adversary is the devil. And that's who we're fighting against. Now, I love what Jesus says in Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. And he says this, After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. 
Then there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with him. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call the right, I have not call, come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And that's we 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 are putting our place ourselves in the place of the Pharisees when we look at Jesus and say, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? When we make the statement, why do bad things happen to good people? Because when we have a self-awareness that is a gospel awareness, we realize that we are sinners in need of a savior. And there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation, but we need to put our faith and trust in the person of Jesus and need to be healed. We need the great physician to come healed, not our physical beings, not our physical bodies, but the spiritual side. We need God to bring complete and utter restoration to us in that, so that we become more like Jesus as we walk out our life. So that wraps up Ecclesiastes chapters 8 and 9. I hope you join us tomorrow as we conclude out this book in verses, or in chapters 10 through 12.